0: Everyone. welcome back to Chirping with ABA Owls. I'm Carla and this is Lauren. Hello! Um, so welcome to our new episode, our July episode. Um, just a quick disclaimer, as we do at the beginning, uh, these are our thoughts and experiences. We are not claiming to know everything, we're just speaking from our own experience. So if you're new to the podcast, it's important that you know this. Um... So, yeah, Uh, Lauren, anything you want to talk about from
1: last podcast? Yes, sorry. I wanted to mention that um, on the previous, I think it was the first episode, actually, of, um, now I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Oh, yes, Myths and Misconceptions. Sorry, I had such a brain fart. Um, Myths and Misconceptions (laughs) episode um, is that I mentioned that some of the online um, journal and research databases, that it was from the 1980s, but actually they go back to almost as far as 1968 so I just wanted to say that they are quite established um in terms of research and it's important to um know that
0: you Mm. know it was funny I actually this week for some reason I was looking at when did ABA actually started and um something said it can be traced back to the 1956 because I wasn't quite sure because I think it's only when the procedures start being properly developed yeah so it's it's old people it's very old yeah
1: I think Skinner's verbal behaviour book was written in 1957. I think his first one. I think mm. Uh because I remember at one of the organisations we used to work at, they used to draw that into our brain. Uh, <laughs> and I remember one of my one of our colleagues, and you'll know who it is. That was his answer. We asked him a question. He's like 1957. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's great.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah,
1: I know. Yeah. Um, so I thought we would talk, uh, Carl and I talked about what we wanted to do for our next, um, podcast. And we thought it'd be quite nice to, um, tackle age appropriate activities. And why we thought we would choose this topic is that we feel that we're often asked about this. Um, it's something that comes up quite frequently and it should be considered. And it does have different, um, you know aspects to it, so we're going to talk about a few things. But also, the the setup of our podcast will be different today. So um, we will introduce the topic, um, and all we'll the like the sort of subheading of the topic of age appropriate activities. And then I will be for that topic, and Carla will be against it. So we'll be sort of having like a debate sort of format. Um, and then at the end of that section, we'll explain our actual opinion on the different areas, um, because I feel it's important that we talk about the the pros and cons and what we actually feel. So yeah,
0: so yeah, that will be interesting because we <laughs> we are not used to um, to doing this kind of format. So let's see, because some of the things we had to you know write about and when we're preparing the podcast and. i remember writing i was like oh i don't agree with this that i'm writing but i have to because it's my it's my part of the Mm. debate that's what debating is for everyone all right let's start with we wanted to talk about definitions first because we are going to be talking about some terms so um definition of age appropriate uh so on the wikipedia page um it's written age appropriateness or child friendly is a progression of behavioral norms largely agreed upon with a society or among sociological and physiologic, physiological, psychological, psychological, no, psychological authorities to be appropriate to a child's development of social skills. These behaviors are divided into a number of develop. De- 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 oh, my God, I can't say this word. How, how <laughs> development. Thank you. Stages based upon the child's age. So this is a very long definition. It's pretty good. So it and you know what, if you don't like Wikipedia, you know what? Sorry, that's your drama because Wikipedia is written by people and this person clearly understands the topic. So this is just a way of saying that um, what age appropriate is. So it's as you grow up, uh, the activities that you engage in are the ones that within a society are deemed appropriate. It's not necessarily what you like, it's what society thinks that, you know, mm. they're appropriate. So this is what is considered age appropriate. Um, Google Dictionary defines it as a suitable for a particular age or age group. Uh, and we can talk a bit about this. So it's it's almost like who who is to say what's appropriate? This mm. These are the definitions of appropriate, but... Who is to say this is more appropriate yeah. you know uh
1: and I think also the age thing i mean you know we've all met young five year olds and young fifteen year olds and also mature fifteen year olds and mature five year olds you know we it's it happens everywhere, so yes, age is as they say is but a number but it sort of defines a lot of our capacity, you know, you should be this by this age, you should be able yeah. to do these things. And I think that's where our society's norms come in. And that's why, uh, you know, I put in the Wikipedia one, because I thought it was a really good way of, it's also got a lot of psychological and sociological authorities, sort of deeming what's a- appropriate for us. Um, oh, Wikipedia is great. Yeah. And yeah, know. if you have an issue, as Carla said, yeah, if you have an issue, then, um, you know, that's yours. But I thought it was a really <laughs> good, um, just a, a good way to explain it. Because I thought it was actually, it covers quite a lot of areas, as opposed to just suitable for a particular age or age group, which is what Google gave me. Um, so, yeah.
0: No, Wikipedia is great. Everyone donate three pounds to Wikipedia. <laughs> I do. I do. My monthly yeah. donation to Wikipedia, I mean, it's great. I mean, how many people now use wikipedia for sources and references and whatever so
1: yeah for everything really i know oh, i don't know what I this know. is i'm gonna find out wikipedia will it's,
0: tell me <laughs> it's very rare to find a page on a subject that's not mm. written you know what exactly. i mean like it's really 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 hard which is yeah. fantastic on, on its own um we also want to talk about a bit about other definitions so we are going to be mentioning something called stimulus stimulus pairing so Pairing um, is when we associate different things, so we we associate, let's say, a book to something to a toy. To you know, we pairing is associating two different things in a pleasurable manner. So there, so people want to engage with it. So if I'm with a child and I want the child to pair with me, I will give the child toys. I'll play with the child. So I'm associating myself with. You know, with good things. Uh, and then when we mentioned stimulus, stimulus, pairing, it's the same thing as when we associate new toys and activities uh, with people's favorite items. So if you hear us saying pairing or stimulus, stimulus, pairing, it's just a way of saying we are creating an association between something that's not maybe that person doesn't know or doesn't like uh, and something they do already like. Um, Perfect
1: Thank you thank, Carla
0: Thank you um, I'm going to go on to our first
1: um, Area that we're going to talk about Within um, age appropriate activities And I wanted to mention again That I will be talking for So this topic is I'm for it I think it's good and Carla is against it She doesn't think it's good And then we will t- um, give our actual opinion Afterwards so All right. don't judge us Straight off the bat Wish us luck
0: <laughs> Wish us <Yeah. is> luck <laughs> You know what? Okay. I think I'm gonna mute my. I'm gonna mute myself so I don't. make
1: that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay. Go on then. So,
1: so the area we're talking about is toys should be chosen based on your child or young person's actual age group. Again, So I'm for this. So I think it's imperative that children or young people's age be considered when choosing toys or activities for them to engage with. Um, there's enough social stigma already attached to these young people. And therefore, we need to focus on them being able to be as close to the age group as possible in terms of their interests. Um, This will allow them to be part of the age group's community and allow them to socialize normally. Um, The focus should be on removing all babyish toys from the child's environment and only um, new um, age appropriate ones should be available. Therefore, the child will have no options but to try and engage with new toys, with these new toys in their immediate environment.
0: All right, and now for the against. Um well everyone has different tastes and what is considered age appropriate by some it won't necessarily be considered by others because we're all different. And for example, I still read the whole Harry Potter book collection, which Lauren's not a fan, but you know, she doesn't have a soul anyway, so it's okay. Um, I you know, I sing Disney songs in the car. You know, when Frozen Two came out I was singing into the unknown like a crazy person. Uh, And, you know, several people will tell me, like, you know what, that song is not for adults, or Harry Potter is for children, which is like, have you read Harry Potter? It certainly is not for children. Um, But if someone likes something, then that's their personal taste. And if it works as a reinforcer, then we should use them to teach skills instead of spending time and money on resources that they won't like. That's just a waste of time. So, these were both sides and now Lauren's going to take us into our actual opinion.
1: Sorry, I muted myself there. And you would have, if you, if I was unmuted, if you heard me cackling when Carla was talking about the fact that I have no soul because I don't listen to <laughs> Harry Potter. Um, oh, sorry. Read Harry Potter or watch Harry Potter films. It's just, again, everyone has their place. Um Our actual opinion is that as a ABA professional, as, as ABA professionals, we will always try our best to encourage age-appropriate activities and have programs to pair new toys and activities with the young people we work with. Um, and we find it very important to expand their option range. It's really important that they're exposed to as much as possible. We also feel it's important to respect choice. As we enjoy um, engaging in our preferred activities, you know, we would like the children we work with, um, who will eventually become adults, to be able to choose what they prefer. People with autism, you know, especially in some severe cases, can display some rigidity in exploring anything new, um, never mind new activities or toys, and can also be fixated in, in their behavior or how they engage with some toys. So, yeah, and, you know. Yeah.
0: No, no, finish, sorry, finish. No,
1: I was just going to say that in light of that, you know, we should be... Mindful of this fixation and rigidity and try to expand their world if we can. That's what I was going to yeah,
0: say. Uh, yeah, what I was going to say was I have fixated behavior as well. I think we all do. Um, Absolutely. Like we, binge watch, we binge watch a TV show. We, you know, I can read. A book collection for days, and it's I think it's all about balance, um, and I sometimes tip a, play a little bit with the scale. And speaking on taste and this and about TV shows, my latest debate with my sister has been oh,
1: yeah.
0: how how fit Jace what's his name Jensen Ackles is, which is an actor from a TV show called Supernatural. My sister's never seen the TV show; she's seen one image, and she's like, "Oh, he's all right." And like, excuse me, excuse yeah. me. Talk about making an
1: uninformed, look. talk about having an uninformed opinion. Or
0: I know. That man is funny. He's sweet. He's a good actor. He's beautiful. He's lovely. He's a good He's just lovely. I know. Uh, We we swoon over
1: him. (laughs) You know, and also, who hasn't listened to the same song they love like four times in a row? So this fixation everyone can relate to. I think it's important to realize that we all can do it, but the difference is it doesn't get in the way of us learning new things. And I think with the young people we work with, sometimes there's fixations can. So, yeah, yeah, it depends on the child. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, I think. It's it's yeah. something to be mindful. Um, I wanted to say something about um, some of the young people I've worked with as examples um, in terms of, you know, age-appropriate toys for their age group. Um, And I have successfully paired, okay, which Carla mentioned earlier, so associating new toys or new activities with things they already like, um, um, some more age-appropriate for that young person. So the young person I work with really liked cartoons, um, but they were very um, babyish cartoons. And... um, we were, at that time, in the organization I was working with, were very gun ho on talking about and trying to engage with children as age-appropriate as possible. So we decided that we would, um, like a more grown-up version of what he already likes in terms of the cartoons, we'd associate Disney because Disney's got a great variety of um, cartoon-based movies but also have sort of more adult-type themes and humor and such things. Um, as you can tell, Carl and I, we're big Disney fans. So, yeah, we chose Disney. Um, but the, you know, the things that we chose in terms of the Disney was things that he already liked, too. So he liked water. And um, so we chose, like, Finding Nemo because it's got a lot of water-based things. And um, the characters are quite – there's a lot of color. He likes his colorful Um uh, cartoons that he used to watch Um and I think also he liked cooking, so I think we got him to watch Ratatouille because it's got a lot of cooking and things in it so even within the grown-up version dare I say it, of the, the cartoons that we chose, there was other interests that he liked too and I it was very successful because he enjoyed watching these new um videos, these Disney things he eventually chose to watch them um, but we did work quite a long time on appearing those um, new cartoons with his old cartoons and I th- also wanted to mention here that I've also worked with a, a young lady who we tried to do pairing age-appropriate activities with and we were very unsuccessful um, but I, I wanted to mention that she had a lot of very complex needs and in light of how much time we had with her and how much time we had to teach We decided that we'd given it enough of a shot and it wasn't very successful. And so we would rather her be happy and be able to reinforce her appropriately with things she really loved so she could learn new skills than worry about watching her watching cartoons, um, cartoons, um, or more appropriate TV as opposed to cartoons. Um, and you know, it was her motivation. She was very motivated for those things. So, and I'm not saying it wasn't without our best, um, intentions, but we just, weren't that successful in this field, and it's fine, you know.
0: Well, yeah, and she she was in my class um, years later, and we also tried a bit, but it's it, mm. you know what she likes the specific character, she likes yep. this particular uh, adventure, and um, it's like when we in when we work in the school environment, and we have to do um, you know, a competency. How would I say this? Like a a, a skills checklist on the features, yeah, the evaluation, if you will. And we, you know, one of the things about pairing is is that it says tries to pair with new activities, which I get. But at the same time, it, it shouldn't it should be only, you know, it shouldn't be every time. I think, you know what, if if that person is so fixed on that, like you can try. But anyway, and this person tried and tried to pay paired the Little Mermaid, but you know what? This girl, she had this one thing that she she liked, and and that was that. <laughs> and well, you know what? I had another pupil with um when I was in Lawrence class, who loved Wine the Bobbin." I mean, the amount of times that that song is permanently, you know, you know what's it called? Hedge, sketched, burned. It's it's yeah. The- it's, it's
1: permanently imprinted on our brains, yeah,
0: it is there, and the video as well. It's you know, he just thought it was the most amazing invention on the planet. He was just, What is this? And we paired Disney videos, just like Lauren mentioned before. Um, he really liked I Can't Wait to Be King because you know, the colors, the song, it was quite fun. Um, and eventually, can we got him to like another variety of videos that he would enjoy watching as well. So it's not just that. Um, so he you know and it was really good we did it we managed to be successful in pairing but i don't think i don't know if they've can carry on the pairing after we left i hope they did um, but then the pair, the pairing up videos like the videos became conditioned and then we can use them later to teach this boy new skills because so it's not always the same thing but yeah so it's it's it is important to pair up but we also know that sometimes it's hard and we can always try uh because we do want them to have, you know, different, you know, different experiences. But at the times, they like what they like, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, a variety is always better. If you only like three things, your life can be very small. Um And we want the young people we work with to have as much experience as possible and as much interest as possible, because then they won't get bored with the things they really like. And we've all met those kids. I know, Carla, you know, they like three things, and if you have to spend a day with that child and they only like three things, you, you know, there's not a lot you can fill the day with. Um, and also, that's why you see children that are frustrated, I would say, because, you know, they get bored of these things, but they don't know what else they like. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really important to always be trying to expand as much as possible. I also wanted to just talk about um, physical play, um, like tickles and hugs, et cetera. and you know, as our the people we work with get older, it's more and more important that we safeguard these young people and consider safety measures for them because they often don't have a lot of awareness of asking only people they know. I mean, I'm not saying all all children, I work with a young lady who had no idea that it wasn't appropriate to like hug someone and just jump jump on people and hug them. And, you know, she could probably get herself in a lot of trouble um, as she gets older because she's she's vulnerable. She doesn't know that it's not okay to hug people. She doesn't know. Um, And, you know, it's it's important that those kinds of um, affection should be reserved for family and and really close friends. And um, I think. You know, it's incredibly hard to fade out. If you, if a young person you know likes this kind of physical play, they like to be tickled, they like to be squashed, they like to be hugged, um, it's harder. But also, it's not really appropriate when they get into their teen years that they're hugging their teachers, you know. Um, and I think I've done similar things where I've um, used physical exercise, like bouncing on a ball or being squashed with a ball or mats. Um, some kind of deep pressure they can deliver themselves so giving themselves hand massages and squeezes so that they can get that input of being squashed or hugged, but maybe not necessarily from their teaching community, but maybe from their family and stuff. But as they get older, I think it's important to consider those things. These are the types of activities that are no longer appropriate um, and can be, you know, make these people very vulnerable in other communities. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky thing to talk about. It's not nice to talk about. Uh, but I think it's also no. important to mention.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And I remember working with um, when I was already out of the school setting and working privately, and I was with this young adult, um, and we had a. Ver- he he had many activities he enjoyed. It was amazing. You you could do lots with him, like um, he would just do anything. Uh, and one of his tutors, who had been working with him for a while was doing a bit of a manding, so a requesting session with us. And he, at some point he told me, oh, tickle him. And I just looked at him and said, no. And he was very confused. And I, like, he, he, he looked at me as if I was crazy, to be honest. And I said, well, he's an adult and I'm a woman who is not part of this family. I'll just do something else. And I did other things. The thing is, if, if this young man didn't have anything else he enjoyed doing, I would potentially consider the tickles or maybe I would use a feather or something that wasn't skin to skin content because, you know, he was a young adult and we know how teenagers physically react. So I also want to avoid that. Um, But as it happened, there was no need to use tickles as a motivator because he had a vast variety of options. He had a really wide range of things he liked doing. He liked dancing going on your trampoline. He liked people to read them a book. He loved to see me dance and sing because it was so ridiculous. He enjoyed it a lot. Um, you know, we like painting, coloring. I mean, I once brought a Disney book and we were there for ages together looking at the book, just chilling. I mean, so if there's no need to do, I mean, it's, again, it's, It depends. It's each individual case. And in this situation, I was just, well, he's too old for tickles and I'm not part of his family. You know, I would tickle someone who's a friend of mine or in my family. I wouldn't tickle someone who I have a professional relationship with that I, you know, who's much younger, especially who's much younger than me and does not understand the, you know, physical contact or, you know, all the things that are behind it. So, yeah, I think it's... You know. Yeah, the social boundaries,
1: you know. And yeah, I think, like, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it, it's thinking about, because obviously in that moment, you don't want to make that young person, or that child as happy as possible, but thinking about their future self and their future yeah. person and their safety and them being in other communities. It's all these kinds of things. So it, it's one of those sayings, like it's cruel to be kind, but it's, it's thinking about the long-term version of that young mm. person. And that's, it's hard. It's not easy. I don't want to not you know make a child happy but i also don't want to overstep boundaries
0: that will be harder to establish later yeah so can i just yeah. just say before we go on the next topic mm-hmm. the song that i'm fixated at the moment um carry on my wayward son by Kansas.
1: <laughs> ah, oh, is it
0: oh i think it's because of supernatural i just keep listening to that oh, song
1: yeah. over and over all the time. I have, and this is so, so awful, and I can't believe I'm going to admit this, but the Jonas Brothers have a song. Oh, it's <laughs> one? I, I can't even remember. something about a man. It's like, what a man gotta do? I just, I, I love that song. It's on the radio here a lot, and what I will say about South Africa, and as much as I love living here, and I've chosen to live here, the radio stations need a lot of help <laughs> um, in terms of their variety of songs available. I'm not saying the choices of songs, I'm just saying the variety because there's a lot of um, repeating of music. So if you don't like a song, ooh, you're gonna suffer because they'll play it a lot and a lot and a lot. So, you know, what I um, do
0: is I have a Portuguese radio app on my phone. There's a radio that I quite like, so I do listen to them uh, nearly every day. But they do have, There was one time that I couldn't because they do a set like from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. They have this. There's a team that I quite like to listen to, and one of them one day decided, oh, I'm gonna try to play as many. Alanis Morissette songs as I can until 9 a.m. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to listen to that. Sorry. I don't know. Like
1: yeah.
0: I can't. Like, oh, but I there's know.
1: also, there's a taste difference. I love Alanis. I like yeah. old school Alanis, but I love her. I think she's great. I can't. She's very really talented. But yeah, you see, and we're really good friends and we have separate interests and that's absolutely yeah. fine.
0: You know what's funny? I like Dido, but I don't like Laura yeah. Jones or Alanis.
1: Well, I think Dido's got a great. Like, I love the tone of her voice. I find her very like. It's not, It's soothing to listen to. It's not anything. Whereas I, I don't. Nora Jones just. It's a bit. I don't know. The same. Her voice is nice, but it's just the. I found the songs all yeah. the same. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: you know, it, it's Josh, very.
0: Just Stone has her moments as well, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. She's got great. Coldplay is a big no-no. If you want no. you to go on a murdering no
1: street... <laughs> Never. Sorry. See, no. This is
0: why we're friends because we both were we're like no. Hands
1: down. Okay. This is why we're so,
0: friends. Yeah. <laughs> so this was the end of part 1 of age appropriate activities. Please join us for our next episode. Thank you.